What is up, y'all? And welcome to season two, episode four of the Candid Talk with Chanel podcast. I have to give a huge apology. Once I launched season two, I did state that I would have episodes, new episodes that would come out or be uploaded every Friday by 10 a.m. These past two weeks, I have not been successful with making that happen. Disclaimer though, I did record. I tend to pre-record my episodes to avoid that very thing. <laughs> but um, the two episodes that I had recorded, I just didn't feel comfortable with putting them out there to you all. I felt like my message was borderline offensive and that goes against everything that any of my brands represent and that is why i opted out i tried to re-record episodes but i couldn't force it y'all whatever was in my system in my mind at the time it didn't matter how i recorded it it came out real to the left to the left and um i was trying to come up with other ways to express myself regarding that particular topic but it just didn't work so my apologies but i stand by my decision to just not upload episodes these past two weeks once again um all things candid talk with chanel complex simplicity move with finesse there to uplift empower and to encourage and anytime i feel like my message could do the opposite of that then i cannot proceed with putting it out there to the public so thank you for bearing with me we're back on to our normal style of episodes um i've been super busy and maybe that kind of um contributed to the rawness in those episodes I recorded and didn't put out there, um, but I'm back to my normal wavelength. Um, the cat is out the bag. One of the projects that I was oh so quietly working on for the past six, seven months um, was a, a song, an original song with my my girl group that I'm a part of, and our name is Mahogany Blends. If you are a Nyack alumni between the years of 2002 up until 2005, then you probably knew us as Blends of Soul over the years after college. That name went then transitioned to just Blends, and now it's almost been 20 years since we've been in school. Um, our name is Mahogany Blends. We definitely have grown. We have morphed, we have metamorphosized <laughs> into the adult women that we are and our sound has grown tremendously and we are Mahogany Blends. I'm not gonna go too much into this story because I am gonna have the girls on a future episode for us to just talk about this whole journey because when I say that we have a story to tell y'all, oh, we have a story to tell. It is not an easy thing to work on music, to record an original song. By the way, we did write the song and we do have uh, an amazing super producer who worked with us. We'll reveal all of that when the girls are on. Um, but it wasn't easy doing all of that during a pandemic, um, doing that where it's three of us in the group, two of us live in New York, and one of us lives on the West Coast in California. Just was a lot going on. We had a lot of uphill battles and obstacles to get over. Um, but I believe truly that this was meant to be and that the message that this song has is meant to be heard. 
and that God wanted this to happen. And y'all know I don't be on my Christianese thing like that, but I do believe that this, this was to happen. Just the way it all worked out, hurdles and all, it was meant to be. And um, a lot of today's episode will be about my personal music journey lately and what I have learned because it has been such a learning curve. And um, I just want to give the ladies of Mahogany Blends their flowers now to Jessica and Marquita. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and for taking a huge risk with me and for us finally recording and, and taking our artistry to a professional level. Um, we are not gonna be a one hit wonder in the sense of we just come out with one song and that's just that. We are on this journey together. Only God knows all of what it will entail and what will unfold. But I thank you ladies from the bottom of my heart for committing to this and for making it so enjoyable. And as I say to you ladies all the time, my prayer is that, because I do believe that there is a lot of success in our pathway and journey for us, but my prayer is that we remain humble we remain the tight unit that we are and that we never forget the why and what we're doing and that we do not get big heads or get ahead of ourselves and that we stay cohesive and unified as a group. So with that being said, <laughs> if I sound a little winded, I literally just got off my Peloton bike, y'all. It's about 6.47 in the morning. I had to get my workout in. Um, and um, one thing I will say about that, if you enjoyed um, my episode regarding my postpartum journey, fitness journey, I appreciate all of you that listened. Um, I really, really take my workouts seriously, aside from just trying to achieve getting into the best shape of my life. It's my me time, especially when you're a mom, I'm a mother, I'm a wife. I don't get a lot of me time. If I do, I carve it out during the wee hours of the morning. I sacrifice a lot of sleep to get certain things done that need to get done and just to have a peace of mind and quiet time for myself. And working out allows me to clear my mind. My mind runs a million beats a second. There's always something that I am following up on. There's always some type of opportunity that I'm trying to create for myself and the people around me. There's always some type of deal that I'm trying to broker. <laughs> like there's always something um, that I'm doing throughout the day in between taking care of my toddler. So working out allows me to let my mind just be at rest and for me just to focus on my workouts. I love my Peloton bike. I am a big promoter of it. Um, my husband and I invested in this bike during the height of the pandemic. We, or maybe not the height, but during the pandemic, March of this year, we, we got the bike. And let me tell you something. I don't miss going to the gym one bit. Spin is something or cycling is something that I've done for so many years and it's virtual. I have instructors I love, such as Allie Love, such as Alex Toussaint, such as Tume, I think that's her name, um, Hannah. There's so many Sarah instructors that I absolutely love and I don't feel like I'm missing out on class or camaraderie. I feel like I'm in the zone with the instructor and the Peloton community is just an amazing community. 
within the Peloton community. They have a big mom community, like it's beautiful. And um, the bike is an investment, but it's a positive investment towards your health. And I know when we got the bike, even though we pretty much paid for it up front, they had options as long as your credit was good where you could finance the bike and put nothing down. Now, I will always suggest putting something down so your monthly payments are not as high or paying for it outright if you can. But if you can't, don't let that stop you, right? If you only invest in this bike, if you're really gonna use it. And it's so much more than just cycling. They have boot camp classes, bar classes, weights, all kinds of things. Um, and so invest in it if you're really gonna use it. Don't blow two grand, $2,500 if you're not gonna use it. And I think that the, the model that's a little bit older than mine is on a special deal right now. So get it. Um, someone, a friend of a friend that I know recently got it and we were even able to connect and follow one another through Peloton. So it's super cool. And for me, spin works. I do a lot of the arm workouts because I have a lot of loose skin around my arms. I've always been that way. I think over the years between losing and gaining weight, you know, I have bat wings. <laughs> so I'm always trying to do workouts to tone my arms, but I'm always cycling too. For whatever reasons, it's the kind of workout that really, really melts the fat off of my body and anyone for that matter. And don't listen, because I feel like sometimes people think you gotta be a certain weight or a certain way to work out. We all need to work out in life. It benefits all of us in more ways than one, right? It, be it benefits us with our mental health. It benefits us with our physical health and getting some level of fitness in. We all need to work out cardio, get the heart and the blood pumping. And um, so please don't feel like you have to wait until January 1st to like start fitness goals. Start where you are, wherever you are. If you can't even afford at this time to get a bike or any kind of workout equipment, that is fine. Use the outdoors. The weather is, is actually perfect for working out right now, taking walks, whatever it is, running, whatever it is that works for you, start somewhere. I know so many people, especially us black folk, we need to be working out and we're not. Of course, it's 80% of what we eat, so that's a big part of it too. But regardless of what, we all need some level of physical fitness. I wasn't able to cycle last week or to spin last week because my schedule's been crazy, my husband's schedule's been crazy. Thank God I taught dance this past week, which helped me to get my, my heart rate up. You know, I had a rehearsal with Denise, and then I had, when we taught class the next day, thankfully, you know, I had some days of getting some cardio in, but let me tell you, nothing gets me where I need to be the way spin does. But anyway, that's enough. I don't get a check from Peloton, so let me stop promoting them <laughs> to this degree. Uh, but thank you for all of you who tuned in to the last episode, which was all things my postpartum journey and fitness journey. Today is going to be all things my music journey. Now, I've spoken about this a few times here and there, whether it was on this podcast or whether it was on any special videos that I did for YouTube or, or Instagram or Facebook. Um, but I, all of 2020, I had been working on music. Let me back it up. Since I was 15 years old, I fell in love with singing. I always knew that I could sing, but I fell in love with it. And my mother had me taking vocal lessons with her vocal coach at the time. Shout outs to you, Miss Eve, Mrs. Eve, I should say. And she, uh, her, 
where she conducted her voice lessons was within a studio in her house. And from the time I was 15 years old, I was exposed to being in a studio. I was exposed to hearing and seeing original music being made to some degree. I was exposed to just all of what it feels like to be in a studio from singing in the booth, you know, to watching how my voice teacher was maneuvering the boards. And of course she was working on an ADAT system, which was very old school because this was back in the nineties, early two thousands. And you know, my mom and I would record Christmas albums every year for a couple of years straight. And you know, so I was used to having to be in a studio, which is probably where my love for studio work started. And you all know I sung with a, my group, which we now call ourselves Mahogany Blends all throughout college and after. And a lot of years had gone by where I kind of put my music to the side, aside from singing with the girls from time to time, whether it was for my wedding or for a showcase that one of us was doing. I really wasn't singing like that. I still was a music lover, lover of music and would stream and buy at, at this time really buying CDs like crazy. But I wasn't doing anything personally. If my mom, my mother was recording music with my brother who was producing everything. So if she needed me to sing background, I would sing backgrounds, but I wasn't really doing anything of my own until 2017. 2017, I decided to do an EP. I did about a, I would say a four song with an intro and outro EP called The Complex Simplicity of Me. I put it out on SoundCloud because my brother used a lot of samples in the music and I knew that it wouldn't get cleared. I tried to get them cleared, but when you're not working with a record label or you don't have those kinds of connections, it's very hard to get the attention of the people who you need to to see if you can, if they can clear the sample for you. And I'm nobody when it comes to my name out there. And so, no, they're not gonna clear anything that they feel probably wasn't gonna make much money anyway. And so it was still important for me to put out original music. I wrote all the songs, arranged all the songs, my brother produced the work. And that was the turning point for when I was like, Chanel, you can do this artist thing on your own terms. Anyone who knows me knows I'm not really here for the whole record label, music industry, entertainment business type thing, right? I love music and in some ways, especially with the path that Mahogany Blends were going down, I'm probably gonna have to deal with the industry more than I would like to. However, I just had a need to create music and I've never stopped writing since then. All of 2020 at the height of the pandemic, I'm very pregnant, I'm at home. I was writing songs. My brother was sending me tracks because I told him I wanted to work on another project and I was writing, 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 right? Um, end up having a baby, that kind of changes your world in an instant, <laughs> instance. And um, I put my pen down slightly because I was focusing on being a mom and barely having any sleep and really didn't have my new normal set up just yet, right? I, I didn't know how to maneuver everything and balance everything. Um, but once 2021 hit, I had a good handle of how to, you know, be a mom, be a wife, and still do all the things I've been doing. And um, April of this year, I was connected with the management team. They just needed someone to sing references. 
for songs that their songwriter was writing because their songwriter can't sing. And I hooked up with this management team and have been working with them ever since, which has placed me back in the studio. So I'm in the studio doing that. I'm also have been in the studio with Mahogany Blends. I'm working on what we were working on. This is all happening simultaneously. And the management company that I work with, you know, they believe in my talent and we are currently discussing and negotiating um, ways to further work with one another, right? I do thoroughly enjoy writing songs and that is a lane that I'm definitely going in. And um, aside from still singing and things of that nature, I would love to be able to write songs for other artists. That's actually where the money is, folks. And um, it's just also something that I thoroughly enjoy doing. I love writing songs. It's just a different art that I love. I love recording in a studio. That's a different art. I love singing live. That's a different art. So I've really just, as of 2021, been fully involved in artistry and music and songwriting and stepping out on faith about a lot of things and, and following my guttural instincts, which I still equate to the, to the direction of God. And um, it hasn't been staring me wrong yet. I've learned a lot on the business end. It's different when you're doing business with family than when you're doing business with other people. There are lots of things you have to consider like registering music and split sheets and um, paying people on the front end and royalties and publishing and ownership and authorship. It's just so much. <laughs> and I've been learning it. I've been very hands-on because I want to make sure that I understand how this process goes. And also because I know. Sorry, we got cut off there because my alarm came on. <laughs> um, but yes, not that anyone that I'm working with doesn't have great work ethic because they do. Because clearly if they didn't, I wouldn't be working with them. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's something to be said about really taking the reins and being very hands on with all aspects of what you're doing because that's how you learn first things first and someone with my kind of personality I know that things are going to get done in a timely manner because that's the standard that I hold myself to and so you know it's not enough to just enjoy the creative process of writing and being in the studio and laying your vocals and arranging and things of that nature you have to be just as savvy with the business side of everything. So this experience has been such a learning curve in so many ways for all of us, not even just me. Of course, I will let the girls speak to their perspective when they're on, which will be very soon. So yes, from 2017 up until now, that's when I really started developing my artistry. And songwriting, as I always say to people, some people are talented in it more than others, right? If you find that you have a knack for it, something you enjoy doing, you seem to be talented in doing it, it's important to keep writing, right? Whether you're working on music or not to keep writing, that's what helps you to flex that muscle. And so I am so glad that when I was in this house on lockdown during this pandemic, during 2020, I'm pregnant. I, I didn't always have much to do, right? I was so glad that I would just take the time to write I was writing um, to a lot of the music that my brother had sent me. And um, a lot of times for me, when I know that I'm onto something, I don't even have the time to really write it down on paper 
or even to like spell it out in my phone, type it out in my phone. I just end up recording myself singing it. So my process with how I write a lot of times is almost in a freestyle manner, if that makes sense. <laughs> and, um, and so that's when I know that I'm truly inspired where it just comes to me and I have to like hurry up and put my audio voice recorder app on so that I can just record myself singing the melody and the lyrics. Um, and, and so I like that. I like that. That's like a, it's like a sweet spot for me when I just pretty much start freestyling a song and I am continuing to flex that muscle as well. So the parts that I wrote for our song as Mahogany Blends, which is called Don't Doubt Him, and it is available for pre-order on iTunes today. So make sure you go check that out. You can sample the song. It, um, the parts that I wrote, which were the hook and um, the bridge, those parts came to me freestyle form. I didn't even have time to get it down with pen and paper. I had to literally record myself <laughs> so that I remembered what I came up with on the fly while feeding my son. And we'll talk about that when the girls are on once again. But meaning we'll talk about all of our individual writing processes because we all have very different processes when it comes to creating music and writing music, right? So. I'm so glad that I'm on this journey. I'm so glad that I have taken some really ballsy risks <laughs> and um, that have been working out, praise be to Jesus. And it's forced me and pushed me to see what I'm really made of musically because it is so easy to doubt yourself. It is so easy to feel like you're not good enough or to constantly compare yourself to the greats or just people you know. And with music, as I always say, you can't be cerebral with it. You just have to go with what organically and naturally comes to you, whether that's what you hear, what you write, if you're a songwriter or someone who wants to get into that, how you sing. I also feel like it's important to get to know and get acquainted with your voice for the singers out there. Be aware, as I always say, of what you do well and be aware of the things that you probably don't do so well. And we all have influences. We all have artists and legends and icons that we respect, revere, admire, but try not to spend so much time trying to duplicate what is already out here. Try not to spend so much time on trying to garner the same attention as some of your favorite artists. Spend a lot of that time developing what it is that God has specifically given you. And I think that's where so many talented people that I know kind of go a little left or go down the wrong path and direction. When you're so focused on being very, what's the word I'm looking, methodical or always being in your head when it comes to creating music. Um, you, you have to, you, you really just have to, you know how I'm big on knowing who you are 
that that statement is a is a very broad statement and it, it spans over many different entities if that makes sense right so yes i should have a hold on my personality and who i am and what i represent and how i show up in the world and the things that i love and the things that i don't love and what my experiences are and things that make me unique and singing if let's we're using singing as an example right now that's one of those things to really know your voice right Yes, we should be technical as far as vocally training and and making sure our voice is in the best condition that it can be and that with the singing that we are doing, we are not doing things to damage our vocal cords. For sure, absolutely, right? However, just as much time and energy in my perspective, we should also be spending on getting acquainted with what our voice's personality is and from its tone, the tone in our voice to different textures, to the color in our voice, to our range, to our styling, right? To how you sing what you sing, right? Um, how you ad lib. The, everybody has different bells and whistles and tricks that they reach, right? You go into that bag when you need to, especially when singing live, right? Being aware of what your bag of bells and whistles are and sparingly using them, right? You know, being in the studio, because I'm in a studio a lot now, A, I'm hired to be in the studio, which is an amazing thing. Praise Jesus for that. <laughs> and, and B, I'm also in the studio for, you know, personal things and working with mahogany blends and any other stuff that I'm doing on my own. That, for some reason, I've never had the issue with knowing who I was vocally. I'm very clear, as I always say to people, I'm very clear on the kind of singer that I am. I know who I am, right? You, you like it, you don't. Love it or you hate it. One thing you can't say is that Chanel is like a chameleon when it comes to her voice. Like, it's, I'm very clear, and most people who have heard me sing more than once are pretty clear on the kind of singer that I am, right? I may not be someone that gives you a lot of vocal range as far as different like high octaves and singing at high heights or even low, low lows. I may not be someone that gives you a whole lot of power, right? Um, as far as having one of those thick voices that is like, whoa, you hear that power? But I'm someone that's gonna give you tone for days, beautiful tones. I'm someone that's going to give you, there's a certain clarity in my voice that I thoroughly enjoy. I'm someone that's gonna give you interesting ad-libs, right? So my spin on how I ad-lib and how I sing what I sing, I believe, you know, the girl, the ladies of Mahogany Blends say that I bring the spice to the group. And I like, I like how they worded that, right? I do believe that there's a certain spice or a certain sauce, if you will, that I do bring to whatever I sing. And I believe and I'm aware that those are my selling points with my voice, right? You know, I'll give you interesting runs, right? Not the typical runs, the amazing runs we hear from a Kim Burrell, which is great, but I feel like there's so many people that try to reduplicate that. I'm not gonna give you maybe the super uber crazy flexibility of runs like a Beyonce, but I'm giving you something that's just a little different. I like the fact that 
I don't, I personally don't think that I sound like anyone to be compared to. And I love that. Now, one of my group mates, Marquita feels like, you know, she'll kind of put me in the, the realm of Erica Badu. And I get it because I do have a similar musical aesthetic, but vocally Erica Badu and I have completely different voices. So I love the fact that my voice, in my opinion, I don't sound like anyone else. And I rest on that, right? I rest on the individuality that I do have. And I feel like the artists that have that kind of individuality, like the Janae Aikos, the Summer Walkers, you know, um, I, I would kind of put myself along those lines. I haven't accomplished what these ladies have accomplished, right? So I'm not saying that I'm on their level in that sense, but just meaning they have their own sounds and they came into the game with their own sounds, the Bryson Tillers, people who there's something very different about them that's super cool and dope, right? That's kind of more of my lane, I would say. Um, and it's helped me in life to appreciate what it is that God has given me to where I don't really find myself wishing that I sounded like somebody else. And the more I feel like we spend a lot of time focusing on other artists and other people's artistry and wishing that we had the sounds of some of the greats or the people that we admire, you're taking away from really, really, really figuring out your artistry and getting to know who you are vocally, right? Who you are. And that's another thing. I'm, I wanna, I'm big on artistry. There are so many amazing singers and I'll, I'll, I'll reference Jennifer Hudson. She is an amazing vocalist, but I feel like she is not a great artist. And what I mean by that is there's a difference between being able to sing your face to the ground and actually being an artist where you have a sound, where there's something about you that, that people gravitate towards you there's you have a stamp on what you do like brandy can sing her face to the ground brandy is also an artist right she's an artist you know monica could sing her face to the ground monica is also an artist janae aiko i feel has be a beautiful voice she can do very different things her tone is gorgeous she is an artist she has her own sound like um Fantasia is one of the few people who can sing her face to the ground. In my opinion, I believe that Fantasia is an artist. I do believe that she does have a sound. There's some people who disagree with that, but I believe that Fantasia has a sound. I always say, you know a Fantasia song when you hear it. If you were to hear a song on the radio before you even kind of heard her voice, I'm like, that sounds like a Fantasia kind of record, right? There's some soul, there's some, some grit, there's R&B though, slight, there's that gospel-y thing going on, there's that slight jazzy thing there. Like for me, maybe because I have, you know, enjoyed the music that she has contributed to the culture, I'm, I'm like, that's a Fantasia record, you know? Um, but like, it's, there are a lot of people who, like I said, they have amazing voices, but they are not really great artists you know and then there are artists who really can't sing that well but they're amazing artists like so for me I always want to be both I want to be someone who for sure pound for pound I can sing right within the realm of what God has given me it, it's unanimous where it's like Chanel can sing but it's also unanimous that I'm an artist 
and that I've taken out the time to carve out my artistry and my lane and where I fall, right? And um, for a long time, if I'm being honest, I am, I would naturally be a shy person when it came to singing. I'll never forget years ago in church, I was a child, had to be about 10 years old. And we were having one of our anniversary, you know, um, celebrations and I was supposed to sing a solo and I cried, I boo-hooed throughout the whole solo, y'all. So there's always been this shy part of me when it comes to singing. And I think even my group mates sometimes are a little surprised when probably seeing me work in the studio or seeing when we're working on voices and different things, when I do my part and send it, they may be surprised at certain points because out of the three of us, I'm not the one that you always hear singing during our leisure time. Meaning I'm not the one that I'm singing every two or three seconds or whatever, right? You know, I'll chime in. We have those moments as most groups do where we're, we're singing, one person will start a song, we're in the middle of a conversation, we'll bust out in song and I'll chime in. But I'm never really the one that leads that charge. And out of the three of us, I'm not the one typically that has been known to do a lot of like live singing and performing and things of that nature, right? So um, I'm more so the one that probably is in the studio the most, right? But not necessarily the one that does a lot of the live singing. They, they do more live singing than I do. And so I think that, you know, maybe sometimes they're a little surprised as they're hearing more and more as a 38 year old woman, what my voice can do and who I am and where I'm at. And, um, and so I'm big on artistry. I'm big on knowing your voice and loving it, right? Appreciating what it is that you have been given and, you know, running with it, you know what I'm saying? And and daring to be different, right? I don't wanna sound like everybody else. I don't wanna be someone that's compared to another artist. You know what I'm saying? I get it, it's cool in, in one way where you're like, oh, that artist is dope, so that's a compliment. But I, I, I like being different and having my own sound and whether it's quirky, whether you don't like it, whether you don't get it or not, like I'm always 100% gonna be who I am in all aspects of of that world or word, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I can only be Chanel, even vocally, I can only be me. I cannot duplicate what other people do like that. Like for the most part, I can only be me. Now that's not to say that you won't every now and then slightly hear some of my influences here or there, but for the most part, I sing like me. I really don't know how to sing any way else. <laughs> um, so I want to encourage the singers out there, those of you who may be struggling to figure out your sound, or maybe you're struggling to fully love your voice, to spend time with it and to make an effort to appreciate it and to really learn what's amazing about your voice. Sometimes, like I said, we spend so much time trying to duplicate what's already been done. Start trying to figure out what you can contribute to the world of music, right? You know, um, these days, I think a lot of us feel like it's it's hard to get your music out there to the people. I promise you, it is not hard to, to get your music out there to the people. You know, um, if there is a will, there is a way. I remember I used to think that it required a lot of money until I started witnessing how my mom and brother were getting their music out to the world, so to speak. Like, it's not as hard as you think it's actually very obtainable. 
The question is, how seriously do you take it? And are you willing to put in the work, you know? Um, Because, you know, you can work with some amazing producers out here and pay very affordable rates, you know, to get a song produced. And you can work out of studios with engineers and get very affordable rates at pretty good studios. Like the studio that I'm hired to work out of with the management team, it's a state of the art studio, the best studio I have ever recorded in, in my entire life. And remember, I've been in recording studios off and on since I've been 15 years old. So the best studio I've worked out of in my whole life and the engineer who owns the studio only charges like $30 an hour, like something crazy like that. Like, and he has big people. He has known people that work out of his studio styles. P like, like there are people who are successful in the industry that go to Mount Vernon, shout out to Mount Vernon, my hometown and record out of his studio. And he's only charging $30 an hour. And he has superstars that go there. Right. So, you know, it's, it's obtainable. It's a lot more obtainable than you think. I always tell people when they're talking about wanting to get a car or wanting to buy a house, I say, listen, don't let the overall price scare you. Make sure that whatever realtor or whatever um, loan, uh, I forgot what they call them in real estate, but whatever oh mortgage brokers you are working with, whatever car ship dealers you are working with, have them break down the numbers, right? Because what you really want to know is what is it going to cost me every month? I know the car is X amount of dollars. I know the house is X amount of dollars. I need to know what is this going to cost me and break down to every month. Sometimes you can afford more than you think you can. And even if you can't, it doesn't hurt to get the information, right? So you know how to intelligently move forward from that point. And so I say the same thing for those who want to record music. Do your research. You'll be surprised. Like I said, there are lots of engineers and studios you can work out of that are great studios with great equipment, state-of-the-art equipment a lot of them have, and they're charging reasonable prices. There are producers who are dope as ever who also are charging reasonable prices to produce a song for you. You know what I'm saying? And if they're not able to mix and master that song, then nine out of 10 times they are connected to someone who does. And once again, a lot of their prices are also reasonable. So don't stop yourself before you even get started. Like don't deter yourself or discourage yourself before you even really start getting the information. Do the research first, right? I know so many talented people who don't even start because they're already like Debbie Downer about the situation. It's like, get the information, get the information. I know so many people going back to the car example who want a car, who need a car, but they don't, they're in their minds. They can't afford it right now. Even if, even if once again, you go to a dealership and you find out this is too steep for me, there's always another option. There are always other options. You can get a used car, a pre-owned car, a pre-certified car. You can get your first car. My first car was a hoopty that my brother's ex-wife gave to me and sold to me for a dollar. Now, did that car last? Absolutely not. But did I at least, was I able to rock out with a car for six months of my life as a social worker? Was it helpful during those six months? For the most part, it was until it started breaking down on me. <laughs> but at the end of the day, there are options. 
Nobody's saying you have to get a brand new stinking car. If that's not where you're at right now, that's okay. But at least start somewhere and get the information. You never know what you could do. You know, um, I'm always like, I always say, I probably sound like a broken record at this point. Always be willing to bet on yourself. So I'll give an example because another cat's out the bag, right? Move a finesse, the dance brand I have with my sis niece. You know, we have been at this since 2018, June of 2018. And it's been a struggle to get people to attend our classes regularly. And so after investing, both of us investing money constantly on renting studio space to teach classes that people don't really show up to and, 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 you know, just our gas and toll with our rehearsals and different things because of COVID, you know, a lot of our bookings have really not been happening, understandably so. I was like, we need to, we need to find a, a, a school or a dance studio to work out of where we are able to be on somebody's payroll <laughs> so that we can start recouping and getting back a lot of our investment, right? So randomly over the summer, you know, Denise and I used to practice at my house for years. And, you know, I started to say, you know what, Denise? We're teaching heels classes predominantly. We can't be dancing in heels in my house and mess up my good floors. We need to start rehearsing out of a dance studio. And I said, you know, before we used to every now and then travel all the way to Manhattan. We both kind of live, she lives in Westchester. I live in the Rockland County area. So I said, listen, let me start trying to research places on our side um, to see if there's some affordable studios we can rehearse out of. So, you know, long story short, I was able to find one, a beautiful dance center. And we learned quickly that there are, were lots of children and teenagers who receive, who take dance classes at this particular place. Shout outs to Powerhouse Dance Studio. And we started to see that they teach all forms of dance from ballet to tap to hip hop. Um, they actually do compete. We saw lots of the uniforms. We were just like, it was just such a beautiful state of the art type of dance center. We rented studio space to practice couple of times more than once I loved how the people they automatically hi Chanel how are you I was amazed and stunned at how all the staff would know my name I'm like how do y'all know my name like I'm just renting studio space <laughs> maybe people weren't renting studio space like that and after maybe the fourth or fifth time that we rented studio space because I was the one kind of sending the emails and speaking with the owner to rent the space I was like you know what let me take a let me take a stab in the dark you never know. So I said, you know, if there's any time that you would need um, someone to sub a class for you, you know, my business partner and I are more than willing to do so. And that turned into, if I sent this email that like the end of J July, sorry, I'm tripping over my words. I sent this email the end of July and by August, we were auditioning to be hip hop dance teachers at this studio. And we auditioned by having to teach a class of, of seven to 11 year old girls. And the week following week, we were made an offer to work there. So now we are hired as hip hop teachers and we teach every Thursday. We teach a class from 5.30 to 6.30. And right after that, we have a 6.30 to 7.30. And we're supposed to be getting a 7.30 to 8.30 class. 
I say all that to say, you always have to be willing to bet on yourself, right? I was just, we were just renting studio space there, right? I located them, just trying to find a place where we could re rehearse in our heels, right? Because my thing is this, we have to rehearse the same way we're gonna be teaching. Because for a while, Denise and I kind of were rehearsing in my house where we don't have shoes on our feet and then going to teach a class in the heels, right? Now we both know how to dance in heels, but if we're really gonna prepare the way that we need to prepare and to continue to get better and stronger as choreographers, then it would behoove us to be rehearsing in heels, right? Like, if we're really trying to take this thing to the next level, we have to even step up the level at which we are rehearsing, which is our preparation, which is the meat and potatoes of what you're doing, right? Um, and so it just started from that into me taking a chance and saying, hey, we would love to work for you guys, whether that's a subbing or whatever, if y'all have a spot. And he's just like, fun. The, the owner was like, funny you say that because we need hip hop teachers. Like, you never know. The worst thing that they could have told us was no, right? But Denise and I, and this is why we work very well together because we have a similar work ethic. We prepared, we went in there and we, at the end of the day, we, we prayed and I said, listen, Denise, we're just gonna go in there and do what we do, move with finesse style, right? With these kids, it is what it is. They were in the classroom the whole time watching us, right? And we got the job. Take risks, y'all, calculated ones, but be willing to bet on yourself. You have to believe in yourself. I can't really get into this because I want the girls and I to talk about this when they come on as it pertains to mahogany blends. But that's another risk that I took that got us even into the position to work with who we worked with, right? So you've got to be willing to bet on your own talent. You know what I'm saying? And that calls for believing in yourself, right? The worst that can be said is no. And yeah, I get it. We don't want to hear no in most cases, but in the grander scheme of life, if that's the worst thing someone could say to me, then okay. But what if they say yes? Oh, but what if they say yes? So if there's anything that you're looking to do, it doesn't have to be musically focused, doesn't have to be along the lines of singing and dancing, but let's say that you are thinking of a career pivot, or let's say that there's just something that you've always wanted to do on the entrepreneurial side or whatever it is, let's say even within your company, you're, you know, you work in corporate America and you're, you're looking for that job advancement or that promotion, like always believe in yourself and be willing to bet on yourself. And as I say, couple that with hard work, your work ethic has to be on one, right? <laughs> Because you got to be able to finish what you start and see something through, especially if you're working in a collaborative team type of situation. You definitely need to be able to pull your own weights and um, do whatever it is that is necessary to be done, you know? Um, so, you know, and I, I know I sound like a broken record again. After this crazy year or two that we've had, why are we even not betting on ourselves? Why are we letting time continue to pass us by and we just don't go for whatever it is that we want out of life? What is the worst that can happen? Someone says no or you fail at it? Okay, life does move on. And please folks, stop thinking that you have to have all of this money 
to achieve certain things. Let me tell you. Now, God has blessed me indeed financially this past year and a half. That I'm not going to hold you on that. I'm 100% transparent about that. However, (laughs) I have been investing in my own brands and entrepreneurial ventures even when I was strapped for cash, right? (laughs) Even when the bills were kind of taking most of what I was earning and what I was bringing in, right? You still find a way to invest in yourself. There's always a way. There's always a way. Even if you're setting aside $20 every paycheck for whatever it is. You know, there are people who think, oh, I can't do vlogs or, oh, you know, I can't take pictures or whatever it is you're trying to do because I only have an iPhone. Use your iPhone until you're able to get the camera that you're looking to get. Start with what you have and where you are. I think that there's this big misconception that you have to already be at the top of your game before you can even venture off into doing anything or presenting your art to the world. That is so untrue. That is so untrue. And stop striving for perfection. Most of the time, people out here don't even identify with perfection. They and they identify with imperfection because that's all of us, right? So I think gone are the days of back in the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, where everybody wanted to have this mystique or this allure of being perfect. That is whack. I'm not looking for perfection. Any artist or anybody, any public figure who's all about that, I'm like, move on to the next. I'm uninterested because that's not reality. People identify with real, 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 you know? So stop thinking that you have to be at the top of your game. You have to be at the best place of your life vocally. You have to be at the best place of your life fitness-wise. You have to be, no. And one thing I love about Mahogany Blends is right now we represent real black women of all sizes, shapes, and skin tones, okay? Now, a lot of groups out here, managers and and record label execs, they probably would be like, Chanel, we need you to lose 80 pounds. And no, at the end of the day, I represent the average woman in America. And I'm working on my fitness journey for myself, not because somebody's telling me to, right? Um, And so start with where you are. Start with where you are. I promise you, people are going to be able to identify with that and even be drawn to you, you know? And then as you can step it up, you step it up. When I think of Move of Finesse, oh, sometimes our early videos, I cringe slightly, but I leave them on our page because I always want us to remember and everyone else to remember how we started and where we are now and where we're trying to go, right? Um, Growth is everything. That's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? So you know, yes. And make sure whatever it is that you're striving to do that you learn the business side, that is super important. You never wanna walk into situations blindly, ignorantly. You know, I was reminded of that, you know, um, with the, some something that I'm working on now. Um, Chanel, you probably didn't do this in the best of chronological order. You know, so now I'm in, a, in another situation mahogany blends we're in another situation working on more music and now we can handle business accordingly um up front let's say um and discuss certain things from the beginning whether it's the split sheets and things of that nature and not wait for the end of the process to have that conversation so you live and you learn so make sure that you're hands-on so that you're aware of how it all works 
even, you know, I potentially am going to have a manager sooner than later, right? For the things that I do. And even then I'm going to be very hands-on. I never want to leave my business in the hands of anyone else and just always feel like they've got it covered. No, I'm be all up in it. <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, hopefully this episode is encouraging just, especially to those of you who are working on music, but even just in general to go for it, learn the business end of what you need to learn, be hands-on with the whole entire process, believe in yourself and to thoroughly take risks. Y'all, y'all always know I talk about this. Take risks that make sense for what it is you're doing and you're trying to do. And um, get to know yourself, the things you can and can't do. Let's stop always looking at what someone else is gifted at and comparing ourselves instead of really just honing in on what God has naturally given us to do. Everybody has an assignment on this earth. And y'all know, as I always say, I'm not the churchy churchy of them all, but we all do have assignments. And the, the longer we're watching other people fulfill theirs, the, the more time we're wasting with what God has given us. And I don't want to be one of those people where God is like, mm, I'm taking Chanel earlier than I probably would have wanted to because she's wasting what I've given her and not even utilizing it. She's nowhere near even beginning the assignment that I have given her to do, right? Meaning your purpose. We all have a God-given purpose, I believe. And... If you're not living it out, then why are we here, right? Um, And so for me, as I always say, and maybe it's the morbid side of me, when it comes to my homegoing services, when it's time for me to meet my maker, I want for it to be a unanimous uh, thing where everybody was like, yep, Chanel lived, lived in her purpose and she lived out her purpose. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be one of those people that were just out here existing and never made a difference, never made made their mark, never even utilized any of what it was that God had given them. I don't want to be one of those people. I don't. I want to be one of those people that utilize everything that God gave me to the best of my ability to draw others to him, to inspire others, to encourage others. And that's one word I've been getting a lot lately from from um people you know keep doing what you're doing you're so inspiring people I would have never thought even are paying attention to anything that I'm doing right I've been getting that a lot and that warms my heart not because it's oh Chanel look what you're doing but it's like God I think I'm finally on the right track (laughs) to to utilizing what it is that you have given me right now, from what move a finesse for a while, I was like, oh, we out here doing these sexy dances, child. God ain't for this, right? But I think in us working with these children, I believe that God is going to do something, right? But the children, we're not teaching them any dance, any ratchet dance moves because we can't. It's inappropriate. We're not having them dance to inappropriate, explicit, and ratchet music, right? And so I really believe through these classes we may be able to reach these children and granted we're not teaching in an inner city or anything like that but just because you live in suburbia doesn't mean that you don't need to be reached either or that there may not be certain things that you're struggling with or going through as a child right and so I feel like that is an area 
where God could use us. And for sure, all things mahogany blends, we are a gospel group. We're a cool gospel group, not your average gospel group. (laughs) And I truly believe the message in our single that is out for pre-order today, once again. So go pre-order that thing on iTunes. It's called Don't Doubt Him. We are Mahogany Blends. And um, I truly believe that the message in that song is going to encourage and is going to really, really help people out there because we're speaking from our own testimonies, so to speak, right? And let me tell you, we have lived out the words of that song. This ain't no song we wrote that we didn't experience. We have experienced the words that we wrote in this song. And um, it's a great vibe and I really believe you're going to love it. Um, but yes, you know, there's there's nothing like feeling like you're living out your purpose, right? And I want to encourage and implore you all to really tap into that and figure out what is your God-given purpose? Why were you even created to be on this earth? And for those who don't believe in God, ask yourself, why was I created to be on this earth? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Because I don't believe anybody is just meant to just be just here just cuz. That's not how, no, I don't believe that. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't buy it. Don't believe it. (laughs) So ask yourself that question, you know, um, many people work jobs that have nothing to do with their purpose and passion. And I struggled with that for a very long time, especially during my social work years. And even during my retail years of being like, "Mm, but this is not my purpose. But I believe each position I had served its purpose to get me closer to what my divine purpose is with social work, being able to work with people, being able to, um, have a great work ethic as far as following up with things, knowing how to communicate with people. Those are skill sets that I definitely got from the social work world. Being able to conduct business, I had to go to court and speak to attorneys. I had to write court reports that attorneys and judges were reading. You know, I had to, you know, deal with, um, not deal with, but work with parents and foster parents and youth children. Like there's a certain level of work ethic you have to have and follow up. Like you have to have an action plan. You have to do what you say you're going to do and do it when you say you're going to do it. That helps me with all of what I do working in retail helped to give me the business side of things, right? Help me to understand numbers just a little bit more. Help me to understand consumerism just a little bit more. Helped me to understand how to be a manager and lead in a business sense a little bit more. These are all things that help me in everything that I am doing now, because in a lot of what I'm doing now, I'm kind of the one leading the charge with a lot, especially even on the business end. And um, so I understand that it was for me to be in these different careers, not just cause for reasons God had me in these career pathways because of what I was going to get out of them. That's ultimately gonna help me with my, what it is I'm supposed to be doing. And I truly believe that my purpose and my passions can be what I do, could also be what brings income, could be my, my, my jobs, right? So between working with the management team and being in the studio, hired in the studio to sing references, right? Um, Working on being able to become a songwriter and being managed to where my songs 
go to artists that I write and record labels and things of that nature, right? Um, teaching dance at an actual dance school, right? These are all different streams of income that are in alignment with my passion and purpose in some ways. Um, and it's not to say that that's just it. Of course not. I have other streams of income um, and I'm building, I'm building. I am building to be able to get to the point where my entrepreneurial ventures can solely be my income, if that makes sense. But you have to start somewhere. When I was working in social work for years and even in retail, I was coming home and plugging away at my passion projects, right? I knew that I needed a traditional job to pay all my bills, for sure. At the same time, that didn't mean that I don't try plugging away at what it is I really want to do in life. I was plugging away at stuff from 2016, right? And now I'm able to have some kind of stream of income for these things in 2021. You know, also takes tenacity and patience. Things didn't happen overnight. Move with finesse. This was three years in the making before we have a stream of income, right? Not where we're putting out money to teach dance. Now we're getting paid to teach dance, right? That took three years for us to get to this place. You know what I'm saying? Um, I told y'all in 2017, when I started working on original music, I put it on SoundCloud. The music was free. Four years later, we have a song that is available that you have to purchase or stream, right? So now I'm putting out free music years ago and now I'm in a situation where we're getting, we're going to get paid for the music that we put out as far as based off of people's streams and things of that nature. And then aside from that, live performances and, and anything else we're doing. So everything takes time, y'all, but the grind doesn't necessarily mean that what am I trying to say things don't happen overnight so it's important that once you decide you know what this is what I want to do and I'm not giving up on that stay with it stay with it I think consistency has been one of my best things ever if I'm being honest right even when like I said nobody was coming to move a finesse dance classes and all, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm just wasting money. I still believed in the vision. I still believed in the entire thing. Denise still believed in the vision and the goal. And we stuck with it. And now we're starting to see some of the fruits of our labor, so to speak. So consistency is everything, everything, everything. Even with this podcast, right? It's not where I want it to be right? I need more listenership for sure. You know, um, I would love some sponsorships and all kinds of things, but I've, I started this podcast September of 2019. It's September of 2021. So it's been about two years at this point. Yay. Two year anniversary. So I'm still in the building phases. You know what I'm saying? Like it takes time. Things take time, you know? Um, but I'm not going to give up. I love this. This is therapeutic. I was singing the Monifa song earlier today. Like I miss talking to the people. I'm singing. It's been too long since you've been gone. Feels good when I'm with you. I miss you. I'm back home. <laughs> like I miss talking to y'all for those two weeks, right? 
even though I don't know who y'all are as a collective, I just know that y'all are out there. I see the stats and the numbers as far as my listenership goes. And I know, I know somebody's listening. People are listening. I miss talking to y'all, you know? And so it's therapeutic for me. It's enjoyable. I'm still trying to figure out ways to get this thing to to the next level, but I'm patient with the process. So be patient with the process, put in the work, be consistent, believe in yourself, take risks, (laughs) calculated ones, and get to know your talents and your abilities and your giftings. The same way you know your personality, get to know your gifts and how to use them, right? And what your purpose ultimately is on this earth. That means everything, y'all. It really does. It also helps to center you and give you a certain focus with your life path in general. You know, there are a lot of people out here aimlessly living. They just, there's no sense of direction. Direction is everything. You know what I'm saying? Direction is everything. And for my folks who are married with children, about to get married, already married, about to have kids, Don't lose sight of the things that help to make you feel fulfilled. Let me tell you something. I love my husband. He's amazing. I love being married to him. I love my baby. Lincoln is my everything. I love being his mom. But those two things or entities cannot fulfill me and make me whole, right? I still need to have whatever my purpose is to be in the midst of it all. And yes, I do believe a part of my purpose is being a mom and a part of my purpose is being a wife, but there are other things that are part of my purpose as far as the kingdom work that I know I should be doing. And of course, my my household, my husband and my child are my first ministry, for sure. However, I still need to have my passions and my out, my creative outlets in order for me to even be a good mom and a great wife or a great mom and a great wife. So I just want to implore you out there, please don't get married and or and or have babies and, and put everything to the side that you also love to do. Now, of course, priorities are a major thing. I, we understand. I understand what my priorities are, um, but we still need our passions, we still need our friendships, we still need just our, our family ships. You know, f- a fulfilled life is a balanced life. It's, it's, it's like having a plate of food that has all of the necessary food groups to keep our bodies balanced. We have our vegetables, we have our protein, we have our healthy carbs, and sometimes maybe our not so healthy carbs, right? We need a balanced plate in order to walk away from that table and feel like you are fulfilled and your body has the fuel that it needs to keep thriving, growing and going. And so think about that. When you think about your life, ask yourself, is my plate balanced or am I carb heavy? I got nothing but carbs on this plate, potatoes, French fries, corn, or do I have nothing but vegetables on this plate, right? Salads asparagus, broccoli, is it balanced? And for my vegans out there, you know, your protein could be some beans and some lentils out here. (laughs) But is it balanced? Ask yourself, is it balanced? Um, I feel like that promotes a fulfilled, enjoyable life. Um, And I'll sign off with that because I need to wash my stinky booty. 
and lay down for maybe an hour or two before it's time for me to go back to being somebody's wife and mama. Enjoy, be very safe out there. The Delta variant cases are continuing to be on the rise. So please be careful, wear your masks, folks. Wash your hands. I was telling my husband today, we're so COVID focused and I get it, but there's still other flus and stomach bugs and things that are going around. So it would behoove us all to constantly wash our hands with soap and water anyway. In between that, using hand sanitizers. Like, let's be safe, y'all. Let's be safe. Um, it, it's just a scary time that we're in. And if I'm being honest, I don't really foresee things really getting better. I, you know, as I always say, the world is destined to be a disaster at some point to where God comes back for his own in my belief system. So in knowing that, let's just try to be as wise, cautious, and as safe as we can be. I'm about to shut the shop down, you know, after October, I think my schedule of things lessens tremendously. Um, I'll be in holiday mode and I'm going to bunker down with my family, especially if these cases are still on the rise because I ain't got time. And during colder weather months, I'm not trying to be outside like that anyway. But stay safe. Thank you for listening. Once again, the Candid Talk with Chanel podcast is on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and Anchor. Um, I will be going back to Fridays, um, putting out my episodes on Fridays. I don't know if I'm going to do another one this Friday or not. This may be the one for the week, but we'll see. We'll see. You never know. Thank you so much. And until next time.